play a game. Then he dies no, right now. No. Which is it? Which is it? Well, what kind of a game? Turn off the light. You'll see what kind of game. Just do it. Here's how we play. I ask a question. If you get it right, Steve lives. Please don't do that. Come on, it'll be fun. Please. It's an easy category. Movie trivia. I'll even give you a warm-up question. Don't do this, I can't. Name the killer in Halloween. No. Come on, it's your favorite scary movie, remember? He had a white mask, he stalked the babysitters. No. Come on, yes you no. do. Please. What's his name? I can't, I can't Steve's say. counting on you. Michael. Michael. Yes! Very good. Now for the real question. No! Oh, you're doing so well. We can't stop now. Stop, leave us alone. Then answer the question. Same category. Oh, please stop. Name the killer in Friday the 13th. Jason! 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 I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. No, it's not. No, it's not. It was Jason. Afraid not. No way. Listen, it was Jason. I saw that movie 20 goddamn times. Then you should know Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees, was the original killer. Jason didn't show up until the sequel. I'm afraid that was a wrong answer. You tricked me. Lucky for you, there's a bonus round. Final question. Are you ready? For you, I found three different quizzes. So we've got about 30 questions on specific to the Halloween. So if you got a... So let me give you the ding. You, you give me the ding if you really want to do this. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Halloween trivia. Halloween colon the movie trivia. Here we go. All right. Question number one. And this is one of those gimmicks that I actually have to click the answer so to know if I'm right or wrong. This one I know because I just watched that documentary. How much did the 1978 Halloween movie cost to make? This was the OG. And uh, I can read these as multiple choice, but I think you're going to get this one anyway. I don't know offhand. I'm guessing. I can give you multiple choice. All right, let's hear off the multiples. So 300K, 500K, 100K, or 1.2 million? 500K. Uh. 300K. 300K is correct. With a budget of only 300000 the film went on to gross $47 million at the U.S. box office. And we'll it's get into... It's one of the biggest hits ever, right? Yeah, it's basically... Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't they... Well, maybe this is a question, right? But didn't John Carpenter just sort of like um, say he was making a different movie and then made Halloween instead? I don't know. They didn't go into the producers. Yeah, they didn't go into that because this the the producer. I'm going to give you some spoilers on that uh, documentary, the movies that made us for Halloween. The producer basically was like a guy who was like a warehouse guy that was lugging the film cans that had all the film stock, and he wanted to become a producer. And then he's like, "I got all these movies to produce it." And then he produced a movie called The Siege. 
And do you Steven know? Seagal. No, the siege. This was the seventy siege, and maybe this is a, a a trivia question. What was the title that was actually used for the film The Siege that was made by John Carpenter? And you know it, and you know it. Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Correct. Yes. So give yourself a ding on that. But yeah, he saw the siege. He loved it. He released it as Assault in Precinct 13. He made that awesome artwork. Didn't do well in the U.S. And then it did bonkers business in the U.K. Bonkers business. And then, like, it started winning film festivals. And then next thing you know, he's like, we need to make another movie. And that's how Halloween was born. So, and then, yeah, they get into the babysitting murders and stuff. But, right. yeah. Oh, Sorry. Uh, question number two. What was the original title of Halloween? Was it Michael's Revenge, The Mass Murderer, All Hallows Eve, or The Babysitter Murders? The Babysitter Murders. <laughs> Correct. The, the events of the original script titled The Babysitter Murders took place over several days. The script was changed to have everything happen on the same day to reduce the number of locations and costume changes that kept the film under budget. It was decided that Halloween, the scariest night of the year, was the perfect night and title for the film. Yeah, how are you going to not have it on Halloween? Yeah, and remember this then is... what would you title it? The days before, before Halloween week? Yeah, and basically it was pre- VHS, so they had her have that release business, and they released it every year at Halloween. He did like sneaky releases in in Kansas City was his first one. Again, I feel like I'm I'm ruining the movies that made us, but I highly suggest it because if you watched it, you would know the question to number three: Who was not approached to play Doctor Sam Loomis? Not approached. Donald Pleasance, Christopher Lee. Peter Cushing or Vincent Price? And I'm going to take a swig for Halloween there to RIP. Donald Pleasant, you're the Duke. You're the Duke. I'm going to say Vincent Price. That seems like a crazy choice. All right, Leah, let's see. Correct. John Carpenter approached both Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee to play the role of Dr. Sam Loomis, but both turned him down due to low pay. Lee later said it was the biggest mistake he has ever made in his career. Loomis was eventually played by Donald Pleasance, who received $20,000 for five days' work. Vincent Price was not involved in the project. 20 k Twenty. I mean, that, I mean, he was at the end of his career, kind of. I think that was like his last big hit. Yeah, and uh, I got to tell you, too, that uh, a lot of that pay went into red wine. Again, Movies that made us check it out. A lot of red wine was consumed by Dr. Sam. Man, Lewis. I want to watch that. I have to work tonight and I'm upset. Ah, man, it's going to be great. I'm going to watch the uh, Friday the 13th tonight. All right. Who inspired the character of Michael Myers? Was it Ron Howard, Alfred Hitchcock, Carpenter's son, or a psychiatric patient? I don't know the answer to this one, so I won't know till you do it. That was psychiatric patient. It is? Yeah. Carp- Carpenter's inspiration for the evil that Michael embodied came from a visit he had taken during college to a psychiatric institution in Kentucky, not in Central Islip. Check it out. <laughs> One of the psychiatric patients was an adolescent boy who possessed a blank schizophrenic stare. Carpenter experience inspired the characterization of Loomis that gave Mike. Gave a Michael to Sheriff Bracken in the film. I met this six-year-old child with the blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I realized what lived behind the boys was eyes were purely and simply evil. 
which I noticed in the new movie, they really wanted to make Michael Myers uh, one of the, uh, we saw it on The Last Drive, and they wanted to make him more like Jaws. Like, you could, if you get in the way, you're going to get bit. And I feel yeah. like this movie really drove that home. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to yeah, save it for the review, but yeah, like, careless, he careless. just kills a bunch of innocent people. People weren't even, they were in a different movie. People who were in a completely different movie. I just, oh my God, I just, uh, sorry, I missed it. I missed uh, Renato's original title of the sequel was Halloween 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> sorry, I had to go back and read that <laughs> that old one, but that was awesome. Because <laughs> I feel like everybody, when it's, when you're naming a, a subtitle for a sequel, everybody leans into Electric Boogaloo, but uh, good job on Back in the Habit. <laughs> Well done. Well done. All right, here we go. Question number five. How many different people are believed to have portrayed Michael in the 1978 film? Was it five, three, seven, or nine? I, I thought it was five, just... three, seven, or nine. I thought it was Nick Castle the whole time. I didn't realize there was more people portraying No, Michael. again, movies that made us. You're, oh, man. I, I feel like I did homework. I need to phone a friend. Yeah. Siri, how many people played Michael Myers <laughs> in Halloween 1? I think you get it. Five, three, seven, or nine. Obviously, if you want to eliminate three. Two, I'm going to go with three. Yeah, you're right. Three. Oh, no. It just said wrong. Oh. How's that wrong? No, five. Is, five is, oh, it's seven people. Wow. Seven people betrayed Michael at different stages of filming. It is Deborah Hill's hands. Oh, they're counting hands. Deborah Hill's hands we see as young Michael. Will Sadden plays Michael Myers at age six. Tony Moran's face that is revealed when Laurie lifts Michael's mask. And although Nick Castle was only on set to hang out with his friend John Carpenter, he wears the mask for most of the filming. Production designer Tommy Lee Wallace portrays Michael in the closet scene. Stuntman James Winburn portrays him as he falls out of the window, and a dog trainer plays him when he kills the Wallace family dog. Well, there you go. That's a lot of movie trivia. That's five facts. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh, and JJ has a bonus question. How many people have been rumored to have played the ultimate warrior? (laughs) Well, I, I got to wrestle one of the fake ones, but yeah. I don't know what... You wrestled Ultimate Warrior 2000, right? Yeah, yeah, he was 2K. That was like <laughs> Scott Putzke when he was uh, Conan 2000. But I, yeah, I had to say at least there were three Ultimate Warrior rumors, right? It had to be at least three. I mean, are we talking about in WWE, three people played him? No, I, it was always just one in WWE, straight up. Uh, now, Doink, there was like three Doinks. But I wrestled Doink number three which was uh, legendary journeyman Dusty Wolf. But the original doink was Matt Bourne, and then later on Steve Lombardi was a doink. And then uh, I think the guy who was Demolition Smash, uh, not Bill Eady, was the other. There was a lot of doinks. But yeah, the Warrior, there was a lot of rumor. A lot of rumors between him and Undertaker, but we only have the one official Undertaker under Faker. We got our question, and you know this one, and it explains how it happens in the movies that made us. What mask does... Oh, this is a kind of a swerve, but we're going to go with it. What mask does Michael wear? A clown? Neil Armstrong? I don't know why that was not the best Neil Armstrong from Robert. That's what he, that's when he was on the moon. That's what he sounds like. Yeah, they did sound like. I was trying to do the Robert Downey. One small step for man. <laughs> oh, man. 
brother. Yeah, that was not definitely not in uh, the Ben Stiller flick when uh, Robert Downey did it. Anyway, a clown, Neil Armstrong, Captain Kirk, or Luke Skywalker? I feel like this is common knowledge. It's Captain Kirk. Correct. But I thought it was a swerve because he wore a clown mask when he was a kid. But that was the swerve. But the trademark mask worn by Michael Myers through the film was actually a Captain Kirk mask painted white with the eye holes widened. The thing is, they were going to do a clown, but they couldn't find a decent one at the store. Yeah. And someone said, look at this Shatner mask. This is hilarious. Yeah, and then they, again, they show the actual transformation of the uh, Michael Myers mask in that documentary that I'm going to convince you to watch instead of doing more. I'm going to watch it. I didn't know it existed until an hour ago. So Yeah, I didn't either, but I, I meant I'm going to convince you that instead of working, which is probably not the right thing. Alright, here we go. What time signature is the Halloween theme written in? 9-8th, 12-16th, 5-4th, or 6-2? 5-4th? Yeah, the Halloween theme is written in a 5-4 time signature. Director John Carpenter composed a simple, chilling music as it was the first thing his father taught him how to play on the piano. That's great. And actually, bef- that was one of my very first ringtones was that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun before when it was still sounded like a MIDI keyboard. Mine was uh, taking care of business. <laughs> also a good one. But yeah, I mean, would you argue that, I mean, Halloween, uh, a huge part of the success was... His score. I mean... Yeah, I don't think the movie works without the score. Yeah. That's what... uh, And they get into that in that documentary. It's just like very much like Jaws. When you add that music to it, it was like it brought it to a whole nother level. Like it was a good movie, but he said if it wasn't for the score and we called it The Babysitter Murders, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. It would have been like, oh yeah, that was a good movie. Not something that people watch every year. The score is like a character in that movie. Absolutely. You know, in, in, in a lot of John Carpenter movies, but that one especially, I think uh, the score is really driving the tension for the whole way. Yeah, I agree, and, it, and it's fantastic. And again, we got a plug. We saw him live in Austin, and if you ever get a chance, I don't know if he's traveling to do it anymore, but I'm so glad you told me about that show. Well, he just put out the Halloween Kills record, so. Oh, man, it was so good to see that live. It was, it was incredible. It was the coolest thing. He was up there with sunglasses on. In black sweatpants, a black T-shirt, and just like hitting one or two keys at a time, it's like boom, 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 just oh, like man. he looked like he was having a great time with the screen behind him. Yeah, but yeah, they they explained again in this documentary that I'm going to keep referring to. They talk about how he got his start in music and then how he pivoted to the film business. But you know, he was a rock star. He was basically yeah. a rock star. Yeah, uh, and it could be argued that he's still a rock star. All right. This is going to be a tough rock, one. rock star mentality for sure. He definitely does. By 2018, how many Halloween films have been made? 15, 6, 9, or 11? 9. 9 is incorrect. 16, 11, or 15 are the ones left. No, 6. 11. Correct. Between 1978 and 2018, the Halloween franchise has produced a total of 11 films. So let's name them. Halloween 1? Yeah, I'll name them just (laughs) because... Halloween 2? Correct. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Correct. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers? Correct. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers? Correct. Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers? Correct. Halloween 7, um... 
This is a big Halloween jump. Seven. This is a big jump. Is that the H two O one? Correct. Halloween H two O. Halloween H two O. Later. Resurrection. No, that's a separate one. No, Halloween Resurrection was after that. Correct. That was the one with Buster Rhymes. Yep, that was the direct sequel. And then we got Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yep. Then Hol- Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Correct. And then we got the new Halloween. Correct. And then we have up, and then Halloween, and then the new Halloween, Danny McBride's version. Then we got Halloween Kills that just came out this weekend. And then we're finishing it off with Halloween Ends on October 14, 2022. Hey, you, you pulled a lot of I mean, that 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 Paul Rudd trilogy was a tough one to dig in. But well, you he did. was just in one of them, I think, right? I think so. I, but yeah, who, who did you prefer? Paul Rudd's Tommy Doyle or buff, freaking crazy looking Anthony Michael Hall's Tommy Doyle? <laughs> that was a pretty big leap because, you know, Rudd played it kind of... Uh... Well, he's he's the nice guy, so yeah. I think Michael Hall is like a he's he's big, like yeah, he's a big dude, like a legit psycho, like hanging out in a bar, ready to grab a bat and walk out and take Michael Myers to town, take him to task. David Gordon Green's a great director, though. Have you seen that movie he did called Joe? No, it's got Nicolas Cage. They shot it here in town. Oh no, I didn't see it. I mean, he was great. Yeah, he was really well spoken on the last drive-in. But yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I mean, he did. I feel like he did a good job. It's still hard to believe that it's come from the minds of Eastbound and Down comes a new <laughs> tale in terror with Halloween. But he did it. I mean, they did it well, man. I think comedy and horror go kind of hand in hand. You yeah. have to be if you can do one, you can probably do the other. Did he do this before Jordan Peele made the leap into horror? Or after because was Get Out was a while ago. Yeah, I think. Okay, so he was first yeah. before he did that. All right, and then you have Chris Rock. Writing a, a Saw movie, but this is the world we live in. All right, next question. Why can't Michael be killed? He's just lucky? He's a god? An ancient druid curse? Or he's a ghost? Well, I think that this is this is open to interpretation. It here. is, yeah. Because I think... Um... If you're subscribing to the, the uh, timeline of like four, five, and six. It's some sort of cult thing. And right. I think he's some sort of god, right? Or some sort of... Yeah, he's some sort of god, demon, ghost, spirit. Yeah. Uh, let's see, because I, I definitely... I mean, I, I subscribe to the he's pure evil, but let's try he's a god. It's not he's a god. And he's not lucky. All right. If you subscribe to the what we are calling the Paul Rudd trilogy... In Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, it's finally revealed that Michael is a victim of an ancient druid curse which explains his inhuman strength and resiliency. Each child chosen to bear the curse of Thorn must sacrifice their next of kin on the night of Samhain. So, yeah, I'll give you that one. But that's one, yeah, I remember it was a big deal when they showed somebody walking up in a boot in boots to, like, save them. And and I don't know if that's... uh, yeah, they might have, they might have gotten into shark jumping territory when they pulled that one off. I don't think so. That was like six movies ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, and they rejumped and they unjumped and then rejumped and then unjumped because I loved Rob Zombie. I was okay with Rob Zombie's first one. It's the second one. The second one. one's pretty out there. Yeah, it's pretty shaky. So he did release his uh, picture of the monsters today for in honor of Halloween. Yeah, I saw that. He's doing it really. Sort of true to the original look. Yeah, it looked. It was like right on the money. I know people were complaining that his wife uh, is playing Lily, but I mean, she looked. She looked good. So well, who uh, else is gonna play her? Yeah, I got. I got no problems with that. He likes to cast lesser known actors anyway. Yeah, I, know, or like across the board. 
I, I think it would be totally fine. I'm, I'm totally okay. Plus, they're in costume the whole time. Wait, is it going to be a kid's movie? I, I don't know. I, I, a Rob Zombie kid's movie sounds bizarre, but I mean... I bet he would hit that out of the park. It would be his hugest hit if yeah, he made a kid's movie. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see it. I, I do want to buy one of Eddie Munster's little uh, Wolfman dolls. Those were I was always a mark for those. All right, question number 10. What is the name of the reality TV show in Halloween Resurrection that invites guests to spend the night in Michael's childhood home? Oh, I remember. Is it Dangertainment? Correct. In Halloween Resurrection, college students win a competition to appear on the internet reality show Dangertainment and spend the night in Michael's now-abandoned childhood home. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but I can just tell you, when I say... Big John, you say... Little John. That's right. Spoiler alert, that was the funniest part, accidental funniest part of uh, Halloween Kills was Big John and Little John. And one of the funniest reviews that I saw is just like, say what you want about this movie, but Big John and Little John did a great job at redecorating Michael Myers' childhood home. (laughs) All right. Uh, I think you got this one. Here's a slam dunk for you. What is the killer called in the script and credits for Halloween? The I'm, shape. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I'm not even going to read the other ones. They had the mask, the shadow, and Michael Myers. And John Carpenter, Deborah Hill's script, as well as the closing credits, the killer is referred to as the shape. Don, John Carpenter's description of the character, he wasn't human and he wasn't supernatural. He was somewhere in between. He was the shape. He could be anywhere at night. He could be in the shadows. He'd watch you. And even though he moved like a human being, there's something about him different. And... They get a little bit into that. That I didn't know that Deborah Hill really did write the majority of that script, and then John Carpenter kind of went in and massaged it. Yeah, she was a huge part of that. Yeah, huge part of his early film career. So yeah, and and they definitely she got all the credit for that in that documentary that I probably like the twentieth time I brought it up. This, it's funny in how in the quiz. script he's called the shape and it's super mysterious, but he's just in the movie it's a guy in overalls. Yeah. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, because he kind of looked like somebody from the Partridge family when she took his mask off, and then in the in the 1978 one, and then spoiler alert, when he takes mask off on this one, he has what my son calls the Keith cut, when he's just like the male pattern baldness thing going on. I thought that was a little weird, but you know, whatever, it worked. I enjoyed it. Well, he's old in the new one. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely he's like in his fifties. He still ages. All right, question number ten: How long did it take John Carpenter and Deborah Hill to write the screenplay for the original Halloween? Ten months? Ten hours 10 days or 10 weeks what are the options again uh they're all 10 but it's either months hours days or weeks 10 days correct it took john carpenter and hill approximately 10 days to write the script hill wrote most of the female characters dialogue while carpenter drafted lumen's speeches of the soullessness of michael myers but yeah i always heard about the uh donald pleasance like he we only had five days, and he didn't really want to be there. And they kind of get into that in the documentary. Uh, on, but they made the most of it. And and obviously, you know, Christopher Lee's like that was the biggest mistake I've ever made not playing that character. But I think Donald Pleasance played it really well. And hats off to the de aging or CGI version of Loomis in this movie for the flashbacks. Great, great job. I mean, could you even tell? It was pretty flawless. I thought. I the thought way it they, was really flawless. The I mean, way they sort than, of like re. Um, what would you call it? They sort of like recouped. They re, just basically they eliminated the original part two. Yeah. By shooting an additional scene of part one. 
Yeah, which that's it, exactly it blends what in flawlessly. I thought the de-aging of our RDJ and Avengers or even Kurt Russell, you know, or Michael Douglas in the Avengers movies, but this one by far blew them all away. I mean, the Peter Cushing and Carrie Fisher and, and Star Wars can't stand up to this. I thought they did a great job of recreating him for that stuff. And I don't even want to bring up, which I, I liked Dr. Sleep, but they ended up just like recasting, you know, Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall, where they should have did this. They yeah. should have got the same people who did this and just like recreated him because these guys did a flawless job of creating a Dr. Loomis. What's up, Podcat? Podcat's here. All right. Good time. Good timing, Podcat, for your favorite number 13. I don't know if that's really your favorite number, but it is now. Michael Myers is the antagonist in all of the Halloween movies except which one? I'm not going to even read it because you know it. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Dun, 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 three more days of Halloween, Halloween. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill believed that the Halloween series had the potential to be an anthology series of films centered around the night of Halloween, with each sequel containing its own character, setting, and storyline. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch was meant to be the first of the series and did not feature Michael Myers. Uh, but we did get a Halloween three season of the witch Easter egg in Halloween kills the masks, right? Yeah. The mask were all in there. The witch, the pumpkin and the skeleton were all, were all in there like original. So hats off. I, you're, you like Halloween three, right? Oh yeah. I love Halloween three. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's real. I think maybe it, they should have called it season of the witch and just, and just just be, and be done with it. it. It really aged well. And I, I like that it's somehow part of this franchise and I like that they almost acknowledged it. It's one of the best scores. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The score was really good, too. And the artwork with, the, like, the stretched witch, like, walking with the silhouette in, the, in that orange sky, I thought that was really good. I was pretty happy with Season of the Witch, even back, back in the day. One thing I've noticed as I've gotten older, um, as a kid watching John Carpenter movies, they always seemed scarier than they actually were. Yeah. Because his movies, in a, way, he's, in a way, he's kind of an action filmmaker, you know? Oh, man, But, yeah. like, the way that he... Just the, the aesthetics of his horror films make him seem really scary. I'm going to tell you for the 25th time about this documentary on Netflix that actually you hear an interview with him on, like, what his type of genre is, and horror wasn't in there, and it was mostly action. But, yeah, I mean, you think about, like, They Live. Uh, I mean, that it was just, like, it had that undertone of like terror to it but like not an actual traditional horror movie can we just stop for a minute and recognize how influential big trouble in little china was and it's a huge flop but basically that's mortal Kombat right there you're that, right that long that's the inspiration for mortal Kombat. oh yeah they because they have basically yeah lord raiden was in that with the hat and the electricity Coming from the fingers, yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I was a, I had no, I had no heat with that movie. I bought that awesome piece of artwork, artwork that was a uh, big trouble in Little China. And now the only thing I'm not sure about is the remake that is being discussed with The Rock as Jack Burton. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that'll. I mean, number one, I think remakes are over. I don't yeah, think remakes to are gonna happen. I, now it's just reboots. Reboot sequels is the new thing. Yeah. Reboot the sequel, which is good. Go with that. I'd Acknowledge like, the first one and that. then and have a new generation. Because, yeah, you're right, dude. Think about this. Just like we got Chucky. We got Halloween. Uh, is there one? That, are they doing one with Phantasm right now? I no, feel like Phantasm has not rebooted. They're still in the same. But I feel like there was a one that's like coming out and then they did Sleepaway Camp. They're doing Hellraiser right now? Hellraiser. That was it. Sorry. Not Phantasm. Hellraiser. They just did Candyman, which is also a reboot sequel. Yeah. That's just stick with that. Did you, did you see it? No, I did not see it yet. Are you going to watch it? Eventually. 
Yeah, right. I'm going to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm behind on you, content. You want to give you the spoiler ending or are you going to wait? Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, I, I, I don't it. know because I, I I really have to rewatch the first one too. Like the, like that, that It fell into that 90s horror hole that I didn't really feel like I jumped into it. But yeah, if you want to give like a TLDR of it or fine, that's fine. Well, I'm just saying, like, you, this will not necessarily take away from your enjoyment of the film, but I thought it was an interesting uh, finish was that at the end, it's Tony Todd, and he's back. Okay, yeah. And I kind of assumed he was going to do that. I mean, because, I mean, he was rumored to be in there, and uh, I like the character, you know, I like the actors that they booked in that to that role, but you knew Tony Todd had to come, at least come back. And it was, he's still it, around. It was, it was cool. There's no reason for him not to do it. Absolutely. Tony Todd was a big friend of our our old our RIP friend uh, Bobby Zadar. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, we gotta get Tony Todd. He's great. Gotta get Tony Todd and Michael Berryman. <laughs> I love that that like all these horror icons that were like actual friends in real life. I know, right? That that's, that felt very like they had a club there. All right, here's another ground ball for you. Who wrote and directed the Halloween remake in 2007? Robert. Zombie. Robert Zombie, yes, wrote, directed, and produced the 2000 remake Reimagining Halloween, which is the ninth installment. He, in 2009, he released his version of Halloween 2. All right. Who did Laurie kill at the end of Halloween H2O 20 years later? Her son, a paramedic, Michael Myers, or Dr. Loomis? Michael Myers, right? No, it's not. She killed somebody, though. I don't remember. <laughs> Not Dr. Loomis. At the end of Halloween H2O, 20 years later, Laurie decapitates Michael, finally killing him, or so she thinks. By the next film, Halloween Resurrection reveals that Michael had swapped clothes with the paramedic, put the mask on him, crushed his larnix so he couldn't talk, and left him for Laurie to kill. Clever. Clever girl. <laughs> I did not know that either. All right. Next question. We are on 17, and this is just the first... Qu I thought these would go slower, but... I mean, faster, but we're still on... This is 16. According to Deborah Hill, co-writer of the original Halloween, the idea behind the film was that you couldn't kill what? You couldn't kill hate, superstition, ghost, or evil? Evil. Yeah, correct. The idea was that you couldn't kill evil, and that was how we came about the story. We went back to the old idea of Sam Hain. The Halloween was the night where all the souls are let out to wreak havoc on the living, then came up with the story about the most evil kid who ever lived. And when John came up with the fable of the town with the dark secret of someone who once lived there, and now that evil has come back, that's what made Halloween work. Well, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, this is another ground ball. <laughs> But it's pretty funny, their uh, selections. Uh, who played Tommy Doyle in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers? Jason Priestley, Christian Slater, Jason Bateman, or Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. <laughs> the ageless Paul Rudd in the second feature. It, it's his second film role ever. Portraying Tommy Doyle, the little boy, Laurie's Road, babysat in 78. The movie follows Tommy, who is now a recluse and is obsessed with finding the truth behind Myers' motives. I think and he has a podcast as well. He did. Oh, yeah, he did have a podcast in there. That's right. I remember him talking to a mic where uh, Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle just had a baseball bat hanging out in an Irish pub. Yeah. <laughs> Said, toast to you, Laurie. We're going to get him someday when he comes back. All right. Number 18 in Rob Zombie's remakes. What character does his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, play? Michael Myers' mother. Correct. Sherry Moon Zombie portrays Michael's mom, Deborah, who commits suicide out of guilt for Michael's actions. She resumes her role in Halloween 2, appearing in visions that Michael and Lori share, which had like a white horse or some shit. I just remember a horse. 
I remember the White Horse, yeah. All right, we're getting into modern-day territory. Halloween 2018 is a direct sequel to which Halloween film? The Curse of Michael Myers, um, H2O, ha- Halloween 2, or Halloween? The, wait, the one from 2018? Yeah. Is a direct sequel, I believe, um, to the original. Correct. It's the 11th installment in the franchise and a direct sequel. The plot follows Laurie Strode 40 years after surviving Michael's original killing spree. All right. Oh, this is <clears throat> a twist. Who arranged for Michael's escape in Halloween 2018? Was it Sheriff Barker, Tommy Doyle, Laurie Strode, or Dr. Sartain? Dr. Sartain. Yeah, he was a dick. Dr. Rambar Sartain, Michael's psychiatrist and San Lumis' former Small student, reve- <laughs> revealed that he arranged a for Michael's escape. American town. <laughs> 15 years ago. To study him in the wild. This is the trailer, by the way. Oh, we don't get kicked off the internet, but... Yeah, if you told him, I'm just going to... I can't I have to keep listening. <laughs> That's so good. Michael? Halloween. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply... How drunk is he here? Pretty drunk. Is red wine. I think he'll come back. What's wild is how Michael was able to drive, having never driven a car before. Yeah. Being in an institution the whole time. Yeah, he always he always comes back. Halloween. He always comes back. <laughs> How about a uh, round of applause for PJ Souls? All the dorky guys with glasses in this movie. Yeah. Come on now. Man, that music just makes it. The, the jump scares are just like next level. Yeah. That music helps. And you know, the mask is like an emotionless face. You know, not like a wacky clown. It just has no. You can't interpret it at all. I think that's what actually helped. This has the slow walking zombie effect, right? This is when it was just like your that music, and she just wasn't getting in, and he was just slow walking. I think it had that. I think it had that Jaws feel. Can you imagine? This probably looks really boring without the music. He's just walking at a medium pace while she's running and screaming. <laughs> Hats off to Adam Sandler's song at a medium pace. <laughs> All right, we got. Uh, you want to do? Four, we got four more. Was it? Right, let's a, do the final four. Final four. What job does Laurie Strode have in Halloween H2O? Twenty years later, she a waitress, headmistress, actress, or psychiatrist? In H2O? Yeah, headmistress, actress, psychiatrist, or waitress. I thought she was a mental patient in the Halloween H2O. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think that was, was that Resurrection? Oh, that's at the end of Resurrection. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say, what's the options again? Waitress, headmistress, actress, or psychiatrist. We know in 2018 she's survivalist. 
Next. Headmistress. Correct. A direct sequel to the first two films. H2O 20 years later follows a post-traumatic Laurie Strode who has faked her death and is living under a soon name working as headmistress as a, at a private boarding school. So they attempted this before with H2O of just like, okay, we're just going to count the two sequels and that's it. Yeah, that was hot on the trails of Scream and all that stuff. Yeah. When they started remaking all the slasher films, that one came back. Yeah. I didn't even think it was written by the guy who wrote Scream. Dawson Creek. Yeah, the Dawson's Creek guy. <laughs> yeah, and which is also coming back. Uh, in Dawson's January. Creek is coming back? No, <laughs> Scream is coming back. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, oh, although I'd like to see a crossover. Dawson's Creek, assemble. Let's do it. All right, 22. Which Halloween film has the lowest grossing box office revenue of the franchise? Revenge, Resurrection, Season of the Witch, or Halloween 2007? Resurrection. <laughs> bring back Dawson's Creek, you cowards! For real, bring it back. <laughs> We need it back. Re- if you're rebooting stuff anyway, reboot that. Bring it back. I don't want to wait for my life to be over. Should it be yes or will it be sorry? Do, 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 do. All right. We want to see that episode <laughs> where Dawson was on Coke. And we want to see the episode where Pacey has a drinking problem. We want to see the episode where Joey cheats on Pacey. Oh, my God. They probably didn't end up together. That was just the, the finale, maybe. Yeah. I feel like after, like, that was the water cooler show after Melrose Place, right? Dawson's Creek? It was one of those shows, I, because I think because of the dialogue. They didn't used to write dialogue like that. No, yeah, it was good, man. He was a, he had Kevin, Kevin Williamson. Yeah, he was a dialogue master. I mean, and that's a lot of the reason why it, it worked. Renato's going to demand a remake of the OC. This is how we do it. <laughs> Welcome to the OC. Remake the OC, but as one film. One, <laughs> just one full-length feature. It, however long it has to be. Like how many hours. But yeah. Like just one movie. And like a Snyder Cut length movie. <laughs> OC, the Snyder Cut. All right, we got another one. Uh, oh, yeah. What did you say with the lowest grossing one? Season of the Witch, Revenge. Resurrection. Resurrection. Uh, no? No? No. Not Resurrection. What's the other options? Revenge, Season of the Witch, or Halloween 2007? Season of the Witch. No, not Season of the Witch. Wow. What's the last two choices? Revenge of Michael Myers and Halloween 2007. Halloween 2007? No, it's Revenge. With a budget of $5 million, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers had the lowest box office revenue of $11.6 million. Interesting. I mean, it still made a profit, just... Not as much. All right. In how many movies does Jamie Lee Curtis play Laurie Stroud? Stroud? Strode? Strode? Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O. Also, Ryan should be Mexican pretty white. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and Halloween remake. Yeah, so it's 1, 4, 3, or 7. 4. 4? Yeah. Yeah, Curtis plays the role of Laurie Stroud in 4. Halloween, Halloween 2, H2O, and <laughs> Get Halloween. Get the hell out of here if you're going to talk. Yeah, and there's two more. Obviously, they're not counting the ones. This is a quiz from 2018. So she does. It's going to be six. Oh, is that a spoiler? All right, last one. What musician was not involved in a Halloween movie? Marilyn Manson, Busta Rhymes, Rob Zombie, or LL Cool J? Oh, that Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Correct. LL plays security guard Ronnie in H2O. Buster Rhymes is Freddie Harris in Resurrection. Rob Zombie Rune directed 2007 and 2009 Halloween. Marilyn Manson has not yet been attached to any franchise project. And then they quoted and put in bold, yet. But I think he got canceled recently, right? So I don't think he's going to be in Who Halloween. Who did? Didn't oh, Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. I feel like he got canceled for something. I think... 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I think yeah, Columbine or something. Yeah, he got he got. Well, I, I remember he was the only one that had like a, a an an answer in the Columbine that he's just like I wouldn't say nothing. I'd listen, but something happened. He's yeah, oh yeah, Renato and JJ both confirmed he's definitely canceled. Oh, he's he's a he's a woman beater. Yeah. Here's here's a side he's story canceled. to uh, swear away from the women beating. He's canceled. Was uh, LL Cool J? You know, I actually own a jacket that used to belong to LL Cool J. Oh, really? I do. I'll tell you how I got it later. But oh man, no, I I feel like you should tell us. <laughs> I just you... got it from a, a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just guess, how'd you get it? I just got it from a guy. <laughs> That's a great jacket to get. Oh, I got man. a celebrity jacket guy. Yeah, Mar- um, they they you suspected that Mario robbed LL. Ladies love Cool J, but Mario robs Cool J. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know. Yeah. Mar- Ronaldo confirmed they may have been underaged, which is, oh, that sucks. Glad he's canceled. I don't know. Sometimes you're like, oh, don't cancel, but sometimes people need to be canceled. <laughs> yeah, like so, Happy Days, man, eventually. Yeah, eventually you got to get canceled. But, yeah, that was, those were good. That was 25 questions that we went through. Hey, what's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Uh-huh. <laughs> I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You think Steve Gutenberg movies are scary? Uh-huh. What's your favorite Gutenberg movie? Uh, I don't know. Police Academy 1, Police Academy 2, Police Academy 3? Um, Halloween. Halloween? You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Uh, that's not a Gutenberg. What's yours? Short Circuit. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, I said Short Circuit. Do you even know who Steve Gutenberg is? Maybe I did call the wrong number. Well, let's talk about Saturday Night Live. Please don't do that. Oh, come on. It's gotten better no, lately. Please. All the critics say so. Please don't do this. I can't. So do you want me to stop? No. Great. Then I'll continue. Who's your favorite SNL cast member? I don't know. Think back a few years. I'll give you a hint. I can't think. Michael. Michael. Yeah. 